Welcome into Speak, y'all. It's a huge NFL Tuesday. I'm Emmanuel Lacho. Y'all know the rules. Volumes up, remotes down, stay for a while. We got NFL insider Dave Hellman, the one and only Joy Taylor, and Eagles all-time rushing leader, 2-5-2 live, Shady, LaShawn McCoy. Well, we all watched it last night. It was a stranger's homecoming. It was the coldest, warm welcome. Russell Wilson made his debut for the Denver Broncos in his former hometown of Seattle, the Seahawks. He was trying to convince the world that he's the man, that he's always been the man, the only problem, America. If you listen to the men around him, they don't think so. Think about Russell Wilson's former teammate, future first ballot Hall of Famer, Richard Sherman. Remember what Richard Sherman said about Russell Wilson? People were like, let Russ cook. You did not win a Super Bowl letting Russ cook. And you haven't been anywhere close to a Super Bowl letting Russ cook. So his old teammates don't believe he's a man. His old coach, Pete Carroll, he didn't believe he was a man. That's why he let him walk away. So cut to Nathaniel Hackett, his new head coach, new owner, new city, new stadium, new coach. Nathaniel Hackett, do you believe that Russ is a man? It's fourth and five. 46-yard line, 23 seconds left. Go for it. Give the ball to your quarterback, your $245 million quarterback instead. You give it to your $24 million kicker. It's evident that regardless of what I think, those around Russell Wilson don't believe that he's the man. So the simple question is, do you? Let me go to the desk and find out Joy Taylor. Do you believe in Russell Wilson when it seems like nobody else does? You know, I am a facts over feeling individual. So, yes, I do believe in Russell Wilson. Let me give you a few of those facts. Like the fact that he has 32 game-winning drives in the fourth quarter in overtime. That's the second most in the NFL since 2012. The most fourth-quarter touchdown passes since getting into the league in 2012. And the second-highest fourth-quarter passer rating behind who? Patrick Mahomes, who we all agree is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. So those are what we like to call facts. (laughs) Inarguable. Now, what you think about Russ's personality, his leadership traits – uh, how he dresses. All of that is feelings, mm-hmm. which are fun. I love feelings. I can be an emotional person once a year. But I'm really trying to figure out what it is about Russell Wilson particularly that conjures up these kind of emotions. Now, I'm not doubting that that's Richard Sherman's opinion and that's how he feels. And we may have heard this from other people as well. But I have to also look at the facts. Russell Wilson is a clutch quarterback. And we talk about it all the time. What do you have to work with? Mm. We all agree Russell Wilson elevates players around him on the offensive side of the ball. Russell Wilson's not responsible for his defense being awesome. Why should he have to apologize for that? Tom Brady didn't apologize for the amazing defenses that he played with for all these years. Aaron Rodgers didn't apologize for the amazing defense he had the year that they won the Super Bowl. Why do you have to apologize for having good teammates? I will not apologize for working with awesome people. I prefer that. Is that a compliment? You're talking about, talking about too far. Compliments. Don't let me hang it. Don't let me hang it. Oh, somebody's man. like, oh, Joy, oh, Joy, your show is great. Look who you work with. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Dave, exactly. <laughs> let me come to you then, because I love that was a phenomenal point. One of the greatest points I've heard on television all day about Russell Wilson. Dave, amidst so much doubt, because be real, Richard Sherman clearly believes that it was the Legion of Boom that gave Russell Wilson his Super Bowl. Pete Carroll couldn't have loved Russell Wilson all that much because Russell Wilson is no longer a Seahawk. And Nathaniel Hackett, 
chose to kick a 64-yard field goal when his field goal kicker is 0-5 on field goals above 62 yards in his career. Mm. Do you believe in Russell Wilson? You said it for me, and it was a nice monologue. It always is. Way to go, Osho. <laughs> what does it matter what I think? I do believe in Russell Wilson, by the way. Before he got hurt last year, I would have said he was – the third best quarterback in the NFL. Obviously, he had his struggles at the end of last year. That's because of his injury. Why did the Denver Broncos go get this guy if they're going to try a 64-yard field goal? Like, they gave away multiple firsts. They gave away multiple seconds. Then, what was it, a week ago, two weeks ago, they gave him, what was it? I, Joey, you're good with the numbers. Was it like $166 million guaranteed? Yes, around there, yeah. $166 million guaranteed. A minute to play. All your timeouts. And that's, that's your strategy. I mean, it, it's all over Twitter. Like, this isn't groundbreaking analysis. <laughs> but like, no, like, what? The, the number is, since 1991, 6.3% of 64-plus-yard field goals have been made. So, that, I mean, that's two out of 32. Like, it's, it's audacious to even try, by the way. 32 attempts in the last 30 years. It's audacious to even try from that distance. <laughs> uh, and then last year, they were you know, roughly 43% on fourth and five NFL teams when they tried it. So, you got about a 50-50 shot, fourth and five, with a guy that you gave everything to. Everything. Or almost no chance in hell at kicking the field goal. And the Denver Broncos did that. No, I'm at, like, I trust Russell Wilson almost implicitly. I don't get why the Broncos Two don't. Five. And then it took so long. So my thing is, I would if I was the coach, right, I'm like, hey, listen, it's a two-down territory, right? So I'm thinking of the play for the fourth down play. If you don't get the first down on the third down, I'm thinking, okay, so it's third down, boom. My fourth down play is already in my mind, right? That's how most sure. coaches think. But then if that's not the case and you want to, to, to kick the field goal, my problem was like, why did it take so long? Let's call a timeout, right? And let's think about it. Let's think it through. Hey, look, hey, look hey, how you feel? How's, how's the leg? How's the foot? Russ, what are you thinking about? It was none of that. None they, of they let the clock run down. It was time management. It was terrible. And then you talked about it. How do you have a, a superstar quarterback that you, dra- that you traded for and then you paid, you paid big money do what you, are we doing? Do you think Russell Wilson is that oh. good? Answer me that question. Do you think Russell Wilson is elite? It doesn't matter what I think. It does because I'm asking you the question. Listen, you know why it doesn't matter? Because I didn't give him 166 million. I didn't give him that. You gave him that. So that means you thought he's that good. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? If you want to get this guy that type of money, cast that type of check, he got to earn that. Hey, look, brother. Hey, look. Time out. Look, I gave you 166. Go win this game for me. Or at least go get a first down. That's crazy. So then you don't, you don't think actually that it's any indictment on Nathaniel Hackett's lack of belief in Russell Wilson, head coach Nathaniel Hackett. You think it's really Nathaniel Hackett just a rookie and he was lost in the sauce. The moment was too big for him. That's what I think. There's always not a good coach. I don't think it's that. I think it's more just nervous. Maybe like the, the spotlight Monday night has been talked about all offseason. Russell's coming back to Seattle. And he choked. It happens. Mm. It happens. Okay, but now, Joy and Dave, y'all two unequivocally believe that Russell Wilson is that good. But here's what I can't deny. Richard Sherman, I don't know, seven-time All-Pro, maybe seven-time Pro Bowler, first ballot Hall of Famer, he'll walk in. He clearly does not believe that Russell Wilson is always like that. Um, Bobby Wagner, I don't think he said it explicitly, but through different tweets and social media, people have inferred Bobby Wagner, also future first ballot Hall of Famer, former linebacker for the Seahawks, doesn't necessarily think Russell Wilson is like that. Pete Carroll, Hall of Fame head coach Pete Carroll, doesn't think Russell Wilson is like that. Nathaniel Hackett, he didn't go for it on fourth and five, so he doesn't think Russell Wilson is like that. But Joy Taylor and Dave Hellman, you all believe that he is. What am I missing? What are they missing? 
Do you want Joy to read the numbers again? Uh, look. Because uh, she, I mean, she's got Pete it written Carroll down. Pete right will get the the grand opportunity to show that he did not need Russell Wilson because pre Russell Wilson, he was about to be up out of there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's he's now gotten his wish. Russell Wilson is no longer in the building. It was a nice night last night. Let's see how the rest of the season goes before we start crowning Pete Carroll the winner of this situation. Because mm -hmm. I'm not ready to go that far just yet. It is Seattle. Not only that, I don't have a problem. Sorry. No, go ahead. I don't have a problem with. The, the Seattle defense feeling like they were responsible. Most people do feel when you have an all-time great defense that they are mostly responsible for the win. That's true. But you're not going to just discount that Russell Wilson was also on the field. He is still a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. He, did, he still contributed. You can say it was more of the defense. We say that all the time in Super Bowl wins. We, we say that, is it taking anything away from Peyton, that that Broncos defense was incredible? No, it's not. We, we still know he won that Super Bowl. It still counts to his legacy. So I'm not discrediting what they're saying. But I still have to take into account what I have seen Russell Wilson do, the numbers that he has put up, what he did in Seattle the last few years with – a terrible defense, right. which is Pete Carroll's calling card. So when you're looking at a situation, you have to evaluate everything from an unbiased standpoint, which is what I am doing. Dave, let me come to you really quick. Pat Mahomes is your quarterback. You're not kicking that field goal. I hope to God not. Tom Brady's your quarterback. Not kicking that field goal. Aaron Rodgers, your quarterback. From that distance, you're not kicking that field goal. I would go as far as to say is Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, based on their belief with him, and you would know better than I, I but I don't think they're attempting a 64-yard field goal. I think goal. the Cowboys might, they might in all they honesty. Might do it. They <laughs> like trotting kickers out from 60 Great. Plus. Then that proves my point even further because the elites, the Hall of Famers, Peyton, uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, you're not kicking that field goal. But Russell Wilson, you're kicking the field goal. It doesn't – I mean, like, you're, you're asking, like, you want this great answer from me, and that's my point is I don't have it. It doesn't make any sense. We talked about the resources allocated to getting this guy. I'm, I'm about to say something mean, and I apologize. He's done nothing to me. That's the decision you make when Drew Locke is your quarterback. But Drew Locke was the quarterback. He's overstanding on Seattle's sideline because they, they were like, we, we're done with this era. We're done juggling quarterbacks. We're done having 15 different guys struggle week in and week out. We want that guy. And that's what makes it so baffling is they got that guy. Like, he is absolutely a quarterback that you let it ride with. And that the whole let Russ cook, yeah, I mean, no quarterback's ever going to be able to do it all by himself. But – that is a quarterback that, that you go for the gusto with. How it doesn't bad, make sense. How bad does this make Russell Wilson look, man? See, I, it's not even like Russ. I, I think it's more of, like, I talk about the coach. Because when we played, when I was with the Bucks, right, we, we played um, in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers, he's probably, what, number one, number two quarterback. Where they had a chance to go for it, right, late in the game, the ball game, and their coach decided to kick the ball. We're talking playoffs. Playoffs. Fourth and three. Fourth and three. Packers, so my, gone my for thing it two years like, ago. Sometimes... Coaches make mistakes. So I don't know if it's about a Russell Wilson type of thing. I'm more, it's more on the coach. Like, hey, I think the spotlight got to him because I've seen it happen in Green Bay. On the sideline, we were like, whoa, they're, they're not going for it. Whoa, they're not going for it. And they kicked the, and they kicked the field goal. So that lets me know it's more of the coach than this Russ. Does this make Russell Wilson look bad to you? He goes to Seattle, I, I, he loses. You know what? I, I will say that, yeah. I mean, hey, you want to go back and win the game. You, you wanted to leave, you know, Seattle, and you go there and you lose. They, the, the fans booed him. I think it would have been great if he went there. They, they booed him, and he got the win, right, on, on his arm. Not the, the kicker. Because nobody even knows the kicker's name, right? Now I do because I know ball, but they don't know his name. They know who Russell Wilson is. So next time, Coach, let your quarterback that's making $166 million go for the first it's down. It's interesting you bring up Green Bay because Nathaniel Hockett – 
That's OC, be coach. Come on, how good am I? How good am I? <laughs> this is on Nathaniel Hackett to me. Absolutely. Now, now, Russ has to take responsibility for the entirety of the game because he is the quarterback making all the money. But that choice was atrocious. Oh. That was a disastrous situational football performance. And that's on the coach. What are you doing? Call the timeouts. You, you, you let 30 seconds burn off the clock. You have, you have the timeouts. You don't get bonus points for having timeouts when the, I hate coaches that do that. Use the them during victory Use formation. the timeouts, first of all. And, and Dave already presented the numbers. It is, it is ridiculous that you would put that on a kicker. I can live with Russell Wilson in that moment, not getting the first down, not, not winning the game, and you, you, you lose on the back of Russell right. Wilson. You can't live supposed with that. to be. I can't live with you putting it on the kicker and he misses that. That's not even on the kicker. Let, let, me, let me offer a little pushback. Um, I don't hate the choice. I hate the execution of the choice. Oh, yeah, to, it was to, bad. To, like, I don't hate the fact that, like, I don't hate the fact that they chose to kick it. I don't hate that. What I hate is the fact that, to Shady's point, to Joy's point from earlier, if you have three timeouts, use a timeout with a minute left. And then think about what you want to do. Maybe ask Russ. Hey, what, what, what play you want right now? Right. And then deliberate over whether or not you want to run that play. And then if you decide to kick it, cool. But to sit there and act like you've never met this moment before, oh, wait, Nathaniel Hackett, you've never met this moment before because it's your first time See? as a head coach, I do agree. I don't hate the choice no. as much as I hate the execution. I hate the choice. The choice. Like, like, I'm way out of my depth talking basketball, but I think I can put this together. Like, they, they had timeouts, right? You got a timeout. You need one point. You're going to draw up a play that gets you close to the bucket, or are you going to have Steph heave one up from half court? Steph's the wrong analogy because mm -hmm. he can do it. But <laughs> you're going to shoot from the logo, or are you going to draw up something that puts you in the paint? Like, why on earth would you do that? Because every do coach it. does Russ that. Russ can do it, but if he didn't do it, at least you could live with the fact that Russ was the one that didn't get it done. And I agree with you. I think I hate both. I hate the choice and the execution, <laughs> but I hate the execution more. Because at least if you had taken the timeout, it wouldn't have felt rushed. Correct. At least it would have felt that like, part. all right, we're, we're this confident in our kicker. This is the right choice right now. But it can't be we weren't moving yes. the ball. Yes. So we felt like we yes. had to do it 20 seconds left. Nathaniel Hackett is suffering more because it seemed yes. like he didn't know what he was doing. Yes. If he would have instantly called timeout and kicked, we would have been like, Huh. No, it still, still would have been awful. Uh, here, here's why. But, but, here's better, why, but better, though. Here's right. why I can't say it would have been awful. Because what we are all assuming, we're all assuming that Russ would have not only converted the fourth down, but Russ would have converted the fourth down, then gotten closer, and they would have made the field goal. Like, that's the of assumption course, that's leading to all of yeah. our outrage. But, but the, we don't know if that would have happened. Just, my, it's more like, okay, so you ever see, like, the, the, um, the, uh, the game, they'll play the game, right? Let's say the Ravens last year with Harbaugh. They asked Lamar, you want to go for it? You want to go for yes. it? They caught a timeout. Yeah, even Brian Davis wanna, this past I, Sunday. I can name so many coaches. I've seen Andy Reid with, yes. with Pat. Hey, how, how you feeling? Wait, timeout real quick. Hey, mm -hmm. how you feeling, Pat? What you thinking yep. about? Ah, my 40-yard field goal. All right, let's go. Let's go get it. Like, that's, that's, that's what happens. You have a, a quarterback and an offensive coordinator and a head coach. We talk these things out. Yeah. That's why it's more on him than Russ. I, I feel you. We will I feel get... your pain, Russ. <laughs> Dude, why you feel Russ's pain? Come on, because coach, man, what you bring me here for? What up here to, 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 to not win the game for my team? In Buffalo, they would have handed you the ball. In Philly, yeah. they would have handed you out the of, ball. Hey, out of McDermott or Rex, whoever the coach was, look, this will be doing. <laughs> <laughs> See how that works out. Coming up, Dak Prescott could be back sooner than expected. But do the Cowboys still need to bring in another quarterback? Oh, if they want to save their season, they might. Or they might not. That's next. Speed. It doesn't matter for the Cowboys. <laughs>
Y'all know how we get down. We all live through life, so let's check in on our social life. Superstar TJ Watt, he left the game with a pec injury, but after getting a second and third opinion, allegedly he don't need surgery. Only expected to miss six weeks. He tweets out, I'll be back. Shady, what's your best Schwarzenegger impression? I can't do him, but I can do Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay. Remember when he would lose, he'd come back. I'll be back, sucker. You had to see it. You got okay. the Ali fan know that. That was a terrible, terrible. Because he'd be lose. He'd be lose. He'd be in the locker room. I'll be back, sucker. Joy, does this make you optimistic, though, that TJ's back? I think it's a great thing. That's, he had a huge game. He's the soul of that team. That's very important. I'll be back. <laughs> Thank not that hard. Oh, it wasn't that hard. I said Muhammad Ali. I'm not a sports center type of guy. I'm a Muhammad Ali type of guy. You're done. Transitioning. <laughs> Time for a rewarding performance brought to you by Capital One. What's in your wallet? Moving on to the Dallas Cowboys. There might be a bright spot in Dallas. Owner, general, owner and general manager, excuse me, Jerry Jones says Dak Prescott will not go on the injured reserve list after surgery on his right thumb yesterday. Jerry says Dak, quote, has a real chance to return in four games, close quote. I'm not going to call Jerry Jones a liar, uh, but he don't be telling the truth. Nope. What I will say is I broke my thumb in the National Football League. I had a Bennett's fracture, slightly different fracture than Dak Prescott, but I had a Bennett's fracture. When you break your thumb, I still have the scars to prove it. When you break your thumb, it's not just your thumb that's the issue. Your wrist gets weak. So now your wrist is weak and your thumb is also weak, but you lose a range of motion in your thumb. Whether you break the thumb, depending on the fracture, you might have to put pins in it or you might have to put screws in it. When I broke mine in Philadelphia trying to force a fumble on Darren Sproles, I had to put pins in my thumb. Either way, I wasn't coming back, let alone coming back to throw passes in a four-week period. Cowboys fans, I'm not calling Jerry Jones a liar, but he don't oh, be telling he is. the truth. Oh, he is. Um, <laughs> with that being said, knowing that Dak Prescott's going to be out, Joy, do the Cowboys need to make a move at quarterback? Yes, absolutely. If they don't, they're punting on this season. You saw how things went week one for Dallas with Dak Prescott on the field. Bad. What do you expect Cooper to get out there and do? <laughs> I, I, I think it's just craziness. What are we talking about here? This is the Dallas Cowboys. You don't need to tank. This isn't like a blessing in disguise. <laughs> you have your quarterback already. So there's no reason to just bail on this season. And if you expect Cooper Rush to go out there and win two divisional games, which you have to do, everyone in the NFC East won on Sunday except for the Dallas Cowboys, you can't just forget, forgo these divisional games. The Giants look like they're competent and, and talented. We don't know what Carson Wentz is going to do week in and week out, but they did get a win on Sunday. Like, you have to take this seriously. You can't just put Cooper out there. He started one NFL game. You do not have a legitimate backup quarterback. If they had a legitimate backup quarterback, I wouldn't be so quick to say, bring in a Mason Rudolph, mm -hmm. bring in a Jimmy Garoppolo, bring in a Cam Newton, or any other number of backup quarterbacks that are floating around the league. He, they don't have a legit backup. If you expect him to go out there and split the games that Dak is out, which is, which is not good for Dallas – that's, that's a really crazy way to move forward with your season. 2-5, do the Cowboys need to make a move at quarterback? <clears throat> well, considering what Jerry Jones said, right? I mean, when the injury just happened, it was like, well, oh, he's out for, what, seven weeks? Now six, five? Now it's now, now four. four. So who knows? By tomorrow, week, yeah, might be three. Right, right. Friday is going to be two. <laughs> um, I'll say this. Do they need a quarterback? Uh, I mean, I, I don't think so. Let's give Cooper Rush a shot, Right. First of all, I mean, if he can just do what, what Dak did, it's the same thing that him would do much. I look at a guy like, like, <laughs> no, seriously though, Shady. Mike White, right, for the Jets. Yes, sir. Former every, cowboy, by the way. Everybody's like, oh, my God, um, um, you know, he's starting this week. Oh, bet against them. And what did he do? He played against the Bengals. He had like 400 yards, right, four touchdowns and a W. So all I'm saying is this. 
I love the root for the underdogs, right? Maybe because I'm a Cowboys or an Eagles fan, um, and he's trying to be the quarterback <laughs> for Dallas. But anyway, give the guy a shot. You never know. I Uber think, might be the answer. I feel like Shady is Shady, trying to miss Shady, it. Yeah. Shady <laughs> That's reverse psychology. Yeah. <laughs> All you Dallas fans out there, man, hey, Cooper Rush, he's your guy, man. Hey, look, give him a shot. Fly was fly, baby. Oh, my God. Dave, what you think, man? Do the Cowboys need to make a move? You know I struggled with this when I know. we talked about it. I do I think so? No, honestly, like, I, I, wind up, I, I wind up just stuck on no for a couple reasons. One, I don't think the Cowboys will do it. And that's honestly what matters at the end of the day. I mentioned yesterday about blind optimism. Don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. Cooper Rush's one start was a road win against a decent Minnesota team last Told year. You. That, Told you. Get him. That is what the Cowboys will say. And guess what? If it doesn't work out, they have Will Greer on the practice squad, former third-round pick out of West Virginia. Please don't laugh at me. I'm speaking I'm for laughing. the Cowboys, not for I'm myself. If, if Cooper Rush doesn't work out, they'll say, well, Will Greer was like a fringe Heisman candidate. He was a oh. third-round pick. He played with Doug Nussmeyer, our quarterback coach in college. We can coach him up. We can do this. We only got to hold the rope for two or three more weeks, especially you. thank you for doing all that with Dr. Jerry Jones coming on here saying – there's no doubt in my mind Jerry Jones got on the phone with his trainers and doctors this morning and was like, what's the best-case scenario? And when they told him, yeah, if, if his rehab and everything goes perfectly, maybe four weeks, Jerry's like, cool, you said four, four weeks. weeks. Let's go. <laughs> but that's 100% what happened. And so I'm telling you, the Cowboys are going to call it optimism, call it delusion, but they're going to ride this train until Dak comes back. I feel very confident. Joy, after sleeping on this question for and thinking about it for far too long, I derived the same answer. No, the Dallas Cowboys don't actually need to make a move at quarterback. I know I said yes yesterday, but I thought about it more and realized this. Mike McCarthy, instead of looking outside, look inside. Not only look inside the organization, but look inside yourself. Think Pittsburgh Steelers 2019. Ben Roethlisberger goes down after two weeks, 0-2. Mike Tomlin has Devlin Duck Hodges, a undrafted quarterback. Oh, Cooper Rush, undrafted quarterback. He has Mason Rudolph, a third-round pick quarterback out of the Big 12. Oh, Will Greer, Dallas Cowboys, third-round pick quarterback outside of the Big 12. Mike Tomlin said, you know what? Rather than looking outside, I'm going to look inside. Not only within the organization, I'm going to look inside within myself and say, I'm going to figure it out. Duck Hodges, Mason Rudolph, 8-6 and six over the final 14 games. Steelers finish 8-8. Eight and eight. Did mm-hmm. they make the playoffs? No. But this Cowboys defense is just as competent as that Steelers defense, particularly – Because that Steelers defense didn't start the season with Minka Fitzpatrick. They traded for Minka Fitzpatrick the same day they put Ben Roethlisberger on IR out for the season. McCarthy, don't look outside. Look inside, not just within the organization. Look inside within yourself. You don't hire a Super Bowl winning coach for when everything's going great. You don't sign a contract for when everything's going great. You sign a contract for when things go bad. And you have Mike McCarthy for when things go bad. Enjoy it's gone bad. But McCarthy, what you here for? I know they're both named Mike, but Mike Tomlin and Mike McCarthy are two (laughs) different men. And the Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys are two different organizations. One is worth more. One has six Super Bowls. I I can't put this comparison in place. The the chaos level in Pittsburgh, much lower. The the transition, the offensive weapons, much much more uh, pliable when you're talking about moving into these backup quarterbacks. Now, that was impressive what Mike Tomlin did. Barry. He's never had a losing season. Ever. Okay? In life. So I'm not going to draw a complete parallel to what's going on with the Cowboys, who looked 
bad mm -hmm. with their franchise quarterback, Dak Prescott, in there before he got injured. This was not a situation where we even felt good about it going into the season. So, no, I don't mm -hmm. expect Cooper Rush, who has played in – who started one game in the NFL to come in and carry this Dallas Cowboys team – until Dak Prescott comes back. And as far as four weeks goes, that's the best-case scenario. In this situation, you got to plan for the worst-case scenario because you don't have any power over how this surgery or this, this injury is going to go. So what if you do plan for four weeks and four weeks comes, Dak ain't ready? But let me ask you this then, Joy. Cam Newton, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mason Rudolph, Gardner Minshew, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, which one of those quarterbacks are coming into Dallas outside of Jimmy Garoppolo, who I stood on this desk for yesterday? Not figuratively, literally. I would have ripped my pants. Outside of Jimmy Garoppolo, which one of those quarterbacks can come in and save this Cowboys team? I don't need you to save it. I need you to split while Dak is out. That's what you expect but from which a backup one? quarterback. You know Cam. Respect to Cam. Respect to Cam Newton. Cam at Newton is not doing it with these weapons. I don't think so. Mason Rudolph? So, like, who? So, so it's, it's more about this. Would you feel better about the Dallas Cowboys right now if they brought in a Mason Rudolph, Gardner Minshew, Jimmy Garoppolo? Let's just keep to those three. Mm -hmm. Would you feel better about their situation right now while Dak is out or what they have going on right now with Cooper Rush and Will I wouldn't. Only I, wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel better. Why not? And I get Well, I think that's why I struggle with this is because my answer is no because there's no saving it. And the Cowboys <laughs> – can't say that publicly, but you were shady. It feels the season's hard. over. It feels so, so, so then by that standard, then they are. They're just they're doing what I'm saying, which is just saying, well, the season's over. So well, so what? If you, if you, so my thing is this, right? To, to bring somebody as a quarterback to, to the team, right? They got to learn a whole new playbook, right? And if that's the case, then you have to be like super safe, conservative with the offense. And that's not Dallas. If you if you get a guy like Jimmy G, right? That won't be cheap. So you're gonna get a guy in here for what four weeks? You got to pay a price for that. Yep. Right. Second rounder, maybe what? Some some players. Mm -hmm. You're gonna take something to get Jimmy G. I don't think it makes enough sense to bring somebody outside in where where the young guys they know the offense, they know they know what you want to do, how you want to run the offense. That matters so much. So when, when I'd you rather look, just keep yeah. my guys. When of you going look outside. at it, like shady, wonderful, wonderful point. Like when you look at the cost of getting somebody who is there are obvious quarterbacks who are definitive upgrades pay. over what they it. have, but the pay. The time spent on tasks, because Dak will be back eventually. Maybe not in four weeks, but five, six, seven. And, and then when eight. you think about maybe, maybe eight, we don't know. <laughs> and so when you think about all of that, you say, we are, we're in deep anyway. We're in trouble regardless. So let's just ride with the guys who are here, not spend on the outside, not try to bring in somebody new who needs to learn a whole new scheme. We're going to lean on this defense. That's what they got to do. And a safe offense, like, like Seattle. No disrespect to Geno Smith, but that was like one of the most safe offensive game plans ever. Rollouts, little pass here, little, little, okay, little scramble. So you can win games still with a safe, conservative offense. Well, Mike McCarthy needs to win a lot of games. He missed the playoffs two years ago. He made the playoffs last year but got bounced very quickly. He can't afford to miss the playoffs again. Shady, can Mike McCarthy survive this? Can he survive this season? Can he survive this chaos? Can he get through this? What's the, what's the uh, old coach from um, the um, Saints? Sean Payton. I'm done. <laughs> What, what, what are you we all know by? we all know it's coming there. Woo. Listen, McCarthy's dumb. It's over for him. I told you earlier yesterday, right? It's over for the Cowboys. <laughs> it's over for Mike McCarthy. Sean Payton's gonna get that thing running again, which I hate to know, but he's coming. Can uh, Mike McCarthy survive this? To me, he survives this if Sean Payton doesn't want the job, which is which is not which is not a guarantee. It's, <laughs> yes, it's not do. a guarantee. Dallas, he going there. 
It's not a guarantee. Sean Payton has a great legacy of coaching in the NFL. He is very successful. Jerry Jones has done the same thing for 25 years. I would actually be surprised if Sean Payton goes there if Jerry continues doing things the way he's doing. And I can't expect Jerry to change. For the record, Sean Payton is a Fox employee. I literally saw him walking the halls yesterday. So yeah. we're not necessarily, you know, trying to sell him off to Dallas. If you look at all the coaches that he's had, right? I'm talking about Jerry. Yeah. None of them can, can tally up. It's nowhere close to what Sean Payton. Of course. So it's going to be, it's, it's but, be, it's but, be a different ballgame. It's going to be a different ballgame. That is well, here's the problem. Okay. Mike McCarthy's resume leading and into McCarthy. Dallas yeah. would have rivaled Sean. I don't like Mike McCarthy. No, 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 what? When Drew, Drew Brees? When Drew Brees is falling off, and then and then um, um oh Shady, oh, come on, you're better than he's this. He's spiraling. I'm trying to be spiraling. No, 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 I'm keeping it real with you. He's spiraling. Every time um 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 Drew Brees gets hurt, any quarterback, that'd be decent. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater won games. Come on, Taysom Hill. Listen. Wait, what's with oh, oh Taysom Hill, the tight end slash fullback quarterback? He had a lot of talent on. They be beating the Bucks all the time. I watch it. I mean, how the hell is this dude beating the Bucks? Dave, can Mike McCarthy survive this? He's going to survive this stretch because, like. Despite the reputation that Jerry Jones has for pulling the trigger quickly, like he doesn't really. Like it took Wade Phillips falling to one and seven. Oh, with coaches, he's very patient. He's very patient. Like he's not. This is not going to cost him his job right now. And for that matter, in 2020, when this happened, he kept the Cowboys competitive way more often than not. Like they were in a lot of those losses going six and ten. He'll be fine right now. But again, what did I say yesterday? They got to be viable in the playoffs. When it's all said and done. I think this season's going to cost him his job because I just do not see this team. Can't believe I'm saying this after one week. I do not see this team <laughs> being viable in the playoffs. It just. Who told you that? Uh, my eyes on Sunday night, <laughs> followed by Dak getting hurt. Who else? Who else? Keep going. Let the, the world. Let, LeSean, the, let America LeSean know. McCoy. Can you get a close up? Hold me on him. Give him a close up. Tell him. The world got to know. I never picked the Cowboys right to have Hold a great up. season get, before get, it started, your, for whatever that's worth. That's right. Shady McCoy told me that, baby. I'm stuck over here. I get penciled in as the Cowboys homer by the Eagles guy. Joy's final thought. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, I agree that this is going to end up costing him his job. I don't know if that's fair or not. I've actually much higher on Mark, Mike McCarthy than most people. He is a Super Bowl winning coach. He did have years of success. Now you can talk about whether that was Aaron Rodgers or, you know, mm-hmm. what else was going on. And Green Bay people do. But this is also a situation I don't think you can win in. There's 25 years of evidence that you can't do it. Bill Parcells was there. Like, not everyone that was in there was incompetent. Jerry is an outlier, and it has shown no success in the postseason in the last 25 years. So even if, even if someone like a Sean Payton were to go there, why would it be any different for him? Because it's not about how great Sean, of a coach Sean Payton is. It's how bad of a GM Jerry Jones is. Mm. Strong. Nowhere else to go but to break. Coming up, we have a lot more on Russell Wilson. There has been no greater debate pre-show than what we are about to discuss next. Our concern for Russell Wilson, the Denver Broncos, and Russell's legacy moving forward. That's next. Speak. last night's game, but the best part for me came post-game, listening to the Seahawks quarterback, Geno Smith. Hey, Geno, speak up, big dog. For the folks you said had written you off, maybe, what do you say to them? Yeah, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. Shady, you rolled the rise, big dog. You weren't with the, the soundbite? No, nah, I mean, listen, 
I'm happy for him. Like, he had a long career. Say, what, right. say, say what's on your mind. I'm just saying, like, don't I mean, like, don't, like, don't, like, take it easy. Like, who wrote, who wrote you? Like, what, they, was it like a text? Was it a paragraph? Was it a book? Like, relax, bro. You had a solid game. I got to give you respect. You know, you won the game. But, like, it wasn't like you just, like, killed it. So, let's not... Come on. I love it. Come on. <laughs> come on. Like, who's right? Who, who's he talking about? Like, we. The NFL. This is like his first big shot in like, what, five oh, years, probably? Five years. Five years. Come on. I'm just saying, relax a little bit. It wasn't like, like come on. It wasn't, just take it easy a little I bit. It. I love it. Here's what we know. Talk your stuff, Gino. Gino's regular. I love he it. He spoiled Russell Wilson's homecoming. Oh, and it was a great night for the Seahawks. But Russell Wilson, he did light it up through the gross yardage category 340 passing yards. Touchdown, but in the closing seconds, Denver attempted a 64-yard field goal on fourth and five instead of giving Russ a chance to extend the game. Incredibly, incredibly baffling to me, but I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned at all. I didn't leave that game worried about the Broncos. I didn't leave that game worried about Russ. I left that game thinking even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. And I'm not going to call the Seattle Seahawks blind squirrel, but they might be blind Seahawks because they did get lucky with one. Um, I love my dog, Quandre Diggs. I shout him out. Incredible job forcing a fumble at the goal line yes, on Melvin Gordon. He's very good. But I can't anticipate that every time the Broncos get down to the one-yard line, they're going to fumble. The Denver Broncos, 433 yards last night. They balled from the 20 to the 20. Truly, they balled from the 10 to the 10. Where do they got to get better? within the one-yard line. So I left that game still fairly optimistic about Russ. I left that game fairly optimistic about the Broncos. I'm not really concerned at all. It wasn't the storybook ending Russell Wilson hoped for in his return, but I ain't tripping because it happens. Joy, where do you stand? You concerned about the Broncos after the loss? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, I am. First of all, I love that word luck. Luck. Luck favors the what? Prepared. Sure, in the bold. Okay. It's, it's normally, I like prepared. Because people tell you you're lucky all the time. Am I lucky or did I work really hard and prepare better than you did? That's what happened with the Seahawks. The Seahawks didn't get lucky last night. The Broncos were really bad and the Seahawks were more prepared and took advantage of situations and won the game. Now, I don't think that Seattle is going to be this great team based off of what I saw last night. But what you saw was they were outcoached, they yeah. were outplayed, and... Seattle was more disciplined. You can't have 12 penalties for 106 yards and talk about you played a good game. That's what's concerning to me about Denver. They're not a team yet. And this is why this wasn't a turnkey situation for Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. We have all said, oh, they're just a quarterback away. They're just a quarterback away. Well, now they have a new quarterback and a new coach. And that matters, as you saw last night. This is not only a new coach. This is a first-time head coach, which is why that went as badly as it did at the end of the game. That's what's concerning about it. It's not about Russ being able to play a great game and put up numbers. I know Russell Wilson can do that. But Russell Wilson only plays the quarterback position. You can't have that many penalties. You can't go 0-4 in the red zone. You can't fumble that way. You've got to take care of the ball. You've got to be disciplined. You can't give the game away. You can't beat yourselves. Those things, to me, are what needs to be fixed, and I don't believe that that happens overnight. So, Shady, this is where I disagree with Joy. Um, talent you can't fix overnight. I was never going to be as athletic as LaShawn McCoy. It just wasn't going to happen. I was going to try. I could pray about it all I wanted, but it wasn't, it wasn't going to happen. God still loves you. Go ahead. Come on. <laughs> I can't stand you. I'm going to spit out my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but I could be more disciplined. Right. right On Monday through Friday, coach could say, hey, Acho, be more attentive about forcing the turnover. Yeah. Monday through Friday, coach would say, hey, Shady, be more attentive about holding on to the ball. 
How concerned are you after seeing what the Broncos did yesterday, even though they lost? I'm very concerned. And the reason why is because it, it won't be the Seahawks, right? It won't be Geno Smith at quarterback. It, it won't be that. It, it'll be Justin Herbert. Mm. It'll be Patrick Mahomes, mm. right? Derek Carr. And when you're having these fumbles at the one, not once, but twice, Pat's going to go down there and score, right? Herbert's going to go down there and score. It won't be no field goals. It won't be no, no, no um, conservative offense. Let's, let's do rollouts and hit the tight end. No. It's going to be the tight end going 30, 40 yards. Travis Kelsey, right? So my, my thing is, when I'm talking about being concerned, I'm more concerned of who you're playing next. And that division, that division is the toughest division in football we've ever seen. So I'm very concerned and nervous. You're 100% right about that. But also keep in mind, the AFC West is going to cannibalize itself. Like, I, I, and if it doesn't, I'll be surprised. The reason I bring that up is, yes, they're all very good teams. They all have to play each other. The Raiders are 0-1 right now because they played a really good Chargers team. The Chargers play the Chiefs on Thursday night. One of those teams is going to be 1-1 uh, one one in two days. That buys you some margin for error, in my so opinion. So you're not sweating it. You're not no, concerned. I'm, I'm, not wor- I'm not any more worried about the Denver Broncos than I am about any other team that had a surprising role, uh, result. Like, how, how worried are you about the Cincinnati Bengals? I think most people will say, oh, Pittsburgh's a pretty good team. They beat themselves, right? They had five turnovers. Joe Burrow got sacked seven times. Zach Taylor, speaking of coaching – awful situational <laughs> football in overtime. They're punting with a running clock. Literally, like, they could have run 20 more seconds off the clock, right. and they right. punt to Pittsburgh, setting up the game-losing field goal, game-winning for Joy Steelers. The, what, what, are you sweating the Bengals? I know I'm not. Like, weird stuff happens, and I get it. We don't think much of the Seahawks. We also have no idea. Like, at the end of the day, we don't know truly who's who. Who's who exactly. Oh, so, say that again. We don't know. We don't know who's who. So we don't know who the Seahawks are? Not at all. Not yet. Okay. So we, can we all agree, right? We don't know them, but do, we I all don't. agree that they won't make the playoffs, right? But we probably – Can we all agree on that real quick? Did we, we not all agree last Ooh, week? I can't. Oh, I can't. No. Well, I can't. I mean, I don't think they will. Well, here, here's oh, why I can't. But man, didn't we agree whoa. last week that the this Steelers won't TV, make the playoffs? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, think, think about this. Think about this. Let me think. Go ahead. The San Francisco 49ers made the playoffs last year and Jimmy G got hurt. If you would have told me that Jimmy G was going to get hurt, they were going to start off three and five, and they were still going to make the playoffs, I would have called you a liar. Starting off three and five in that division, okay. I would have called you a liar. But tell the truth and shame the devil. Before yeah. you watched that game last night, you would have sat here yesterday and said the Seahawks were might make the playoffs. Oh, absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely so not. That's, no. Okay. So, that's, but right so, now, you think they could? There's yeah, a chance. But after last night's game, if Geno Smith plays like that, oh my God! If that Seattle okay. Seahawks defense plays Ocho, well, Ocho's trying to take us into a ditch right now. Like, I mean, all I'm saying is. We okay, we, but we do agree we didn't think much of the Seahawks going in, right? I, I am yeah. not going down this rabbit hole with you. No. Shady and we, I are resisting. We, we won't. Look, we, we I won't, won't. go we'll there. I thought it was a nice game for the Seahawks last night, and they right. deserve all the credit. I don't, no, think it was it, a I, fluke. I don't think it was a fluke. I don't think they got lucky. I think Pete Carroll is a much more experienced coach. Wait a second. And that's still Uh-oh. an NFL team. No, nope, it don't make sense. What? Not contradicting yourselves. Last night, we would have said the Denver Broncos would have, could have made the playoffs. Going into that game, we thought the Denver Broncos I, didn't say, made, I yeah. didn't say that the Broncos weren't going to make the playoffs. Sure, I right. said I'm concerned about that. I know, but right. I'm saying going into last night's game, we thought the Broncos could have made the playoffs. Yes. We still do. Yes. yes. And if yesterday wasn't a fluke, Joy, and you thought the Broncos could make the playoffs – but the Seahawks beat what we think is a playoff team, then how can y'all tell me unequivocally? Because I never thought that the Broncos were going to go undefeated. And the thing is, it's the NFL, so anything can happen. Of course. Let me ask you a question. Of course. Let me ask you a question. See, I'm going to use his own words against him. Please, I'll wait. You told me, right? What I told you. You said, listen, the Broncos, they'll never have two fumbles on the one-yard line again. Uh Right? So if they, let's say, next time they'll probably score, at least get three. Yes. They would win the game. 
So my thing is, they will never have that again, right? They'll never be. Sure. The Broncos won't. But the Seahawks don't play the Broncos every week. Nor do they oh play the Broncos God. again this season. Yo, I rest my case. All uh, I'm saying is, <laughs> I get like what? The Broncos were like a touchdown road favorite and mm-hmm. got upset. The Bengals were a touchdown home favorite and lost to a team. Most of us, the Steelers, again, like not to throw no shade at the Steelers, but most of us don't think of them as a, a, a real contender. No quarterback. Goofy stuff happens in week one. You play poorly. Joy, it doesn't make me concerned me about the Broncos. Um, the Broncos are in a very good division. Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs. Where do you think the Broncos will fall, can fall? Can they survive that gauntlet of a division? Well, yeah, I thought the Broncos were a playoff team before the season started, and I think they are now. But I never thought the Broncos were going to go far in the playoffs this year. And part of the reason was what happened last night. They have a new head coach, a first-time head coach. That really matters. I mean, we talk about Mike McCarthy. What happened in the postseason last year with the Dallas Cowboys? I've tried to erase it from my memory, but it's stuck <laughs> there, and I can't forget it. Coaching does matter. Mm-hmm. You can have great players, but you get, when it comes down to situations, NFL games that are mostly won by three points or less, you can't have mistakes like that, and that's not on the quarterback. That's not on talent. That's being more prepared. That's having more experience, and that's what the Broncos don't have right now. So do I expect that they will eventually get to that point? Yes, but I never expected them from this year. So I'm not overreacting to week one. I'm kind of more nervous that my fears were affirmed in how the game went. So you do think, however, that the Broncos, they, they shouldn't move their goalposts for success this season. Like, they still, you think, are a playoff team in your eyes, even after last night's performance. Yes, but, I mean, I feel that way about most of the AFC West teams. I do think they'll cannibalize. I don't think all four of them are going to make it. Somebody's going to fall out. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Broncos, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it's the Raiders, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Chargers because that's how that division is going to go. They're going to be smack in the middle of the giant group of wild card contenders. And, I, and, and that doesn't, like last night doesn't change my opinion about that. Can they survive the West, the AFC West? Yeah, I mean, they can. I, I don't know if they will, but they, I absolutely think they can. Okay, 2-5. Where you I agree. No, I think they got a shot. Got a good quarterback, right? Got a solid, got a solid team. They'll, re- they'll rebound and they'll make, make some changes. They'll be all right. They got to make changes. We will see. Well, speaking of AFC West quarterbacks, there's a bad man in there by the name of Justin Herbert. It's time for us to give our report cards on the third-year quarterbacks. Herbert, Tua, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow. They all play great. We got some A's to hand out, some C's to hand out. We're going to see what no, they get. No, the A student right one. No, I'll give you Oh, the A student. Okay, I was a beast online. Hail the pick. Hey, welcome back, family. The most fascinating thing in football this season, if you haven't already heard, it's the third-year quarterback. Tua Tungavailoa for the Dolphins. Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals. He was in the Super Bowl last year. Justin Herbert, he may be the most talented quarterback in football. And finally, Jalen Hurts, the biggest enigma in football. How great is he? Is he good at all? Well, they've all performed. Week one is in the books. So I got to bring in the squad to give out their letter grades for the individual quarterbacks. First up, Joe Burrow. And who better to talk Joe Burrow than my guy, guy. Dave Hellman. Now, Dave, you've been following Joe Burrow since LSU. Yeah, I have. You <laughs> have a tiger tattooed on your arm? Yeah, you keep bringing that up. Yeah, I, ha- I have to. It's just hilarious to yeah. me. Yeah. Anyway, after Joe Burrow's relatively a Abysmal performance. I watched it. Four interceptions. They lost to the Steelers. I did not at all love the performance. To me, Joe Burrow's getting a D minus. That's on the report card. I only saw a D minus once in my educational career, so that's bad. Where are you at with Joe Burrow? I got a lot of those. I got a lot of these too. I'm yeah, that's that's harsh, man. I'm giving Joey B a C. I'm giving him a C. Yes, I said what I said. 
Did he not? Did you grade him on a curve? No. Four interceptions is a C? He got he what did he do? He threw three of those early, led them back from 17 to 3, and what did he do? He put them in position to win the game twice. Is it his fault they missed the extra point? If he if they walk off and win because they don't have the extra point block, what are you giving him? Dave, a wise is that man, his fault? A wise man once told me, don't lean your back against the wall and then complain that you got your back against the wall. If you throw four interceptions, Joe Burrow, that's leaning your back against the wall. Don't put me in a ditch and then try to help me out of it. That's what Joe Burrow did. Joe Burrow went to LSU, and that's a C effort there. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm on board. Like, look. Not great. Certainly not great. But he put him in position to win twice. I'm giving him. And he's the reason they got back from that hole. I get it. But he's the reason they were in the hole. He was sacked seven times. Get the ball out. He was sacked seven times. Get the ball out. I'm giving him. I don't care. That's my guy. I don't care. I'm giving him. <laughs> I I, at the end of the day, I really don't care. I'm That's so done with you. Can you please had a just exit stage left, stage right, whatever stage it needs to be exited, exit that one. Because now we got to talk about Tua Tungavailoa. He balled to me for the Miami Dolphins. No bro- more brilliant mind to talk about Tua than Joy Taylor. Where you at, Joy? Where you at? Please wash my palate of that <laughs> nonsensical bias that I just had to tolerate. Tua. Led the Dolphins to a dub. For that reason, I'm giving Tua a B. A solid, solid effort. Much more like Acho. Joy, what you giving Tua? Uh, I'm with you-ish. I'm giving B minus. Okay, They did get the win. They didn't win uh, in spite of Tua. But he could have been a little bit better. There were some balls that went in the dirt. Some bad decisions. I thought that game went how it was going to go, how it, how it went. They went down to Miami early. Never a good idea to have extra days in Miami. I know Bill Belichick is the coach, but look, it's not, a, it's not a city where you sit on the couch. So that went exactly how I expected it to. The Dolphins play well against the Patriots. Tua is now what? 4-0 against, against Bill, Bill Belichick. Belichick. So I got to give him credit. He looks good, but there are definitely areas for improvement. If I'm not mistaken, I think Tua and John Elway, the only quarterbacks with at least four starts that are 4-0 against Bill Belichick. Now, Joy, you said something that's fascinating. I don't know if the viewer caught it. You said Tua could have been better. My question, though, to you, can Tua actually be better? Could have been a figure of speech. Yeah, it could have been better. But is Tua actually capable of being better? 24 of 33. 270 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Isn't that a, a Tua-type A performance? Um, I hope not. <laughs> I think the Dolphins hope not, too. Uh, 69.7 completion percentage. Like I said, it, it's a B performance. It was enough to win. They had a nice performance against a division yeah. rival, so it's a great win, a great way for Mike McDaniel to start his career as a head coach. But that's not going to work every single week. We do need to see spectacular from Tua Dang. from time to time. Is he if capable? he's going to, like we think, win a playoff game. Is he capable of giving you spectacular? I think so, yes. Why not? <laughs> Dolphin fans, I don't know how much you paid her to say that, but whatever it was, <laughs> congratulations. It was enough. Thank you, Joy. What's up, 2-5? We got to talk about your Eagles, big dog. We got to talk about your Eagles, big dog. We got to talk about Jalen Hurts. We got to talk about these Eagles, big dog. Um, Jalen Hurts. He low-key balled. Talk the only reason the Eagles were in the game. 90 rushing yards on 17 carries. He balled to me. B plus. Jalen Hurts, I see you. That's my grade. Oh, you're a B plus? I'm a B plus. Can I get it? Can I get it? Uh, let's talk about him. He tallied up for like 330 yards, yeah. right? A touchdown. Ain't got a win on the road. Everybody talked about, oh, man, with the Eagles. They got a good team, got good defense, a lot of new additions, but they talk about the quarterback. Well, he showed out. And he shows you what he's all about. Mm. So I love it in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts bringing it home on the road. 
I like but, it. But, but, see, you are that student that's so happy with the B-plus, you forget that A's exist. Okay. He had no passing touchdowns. Does that concern you? Not at all, right? Did you see A.J. Brown out there? Balling. Over the top, Balling. breaking tackles. See, it's all about winning. In Philadelphia, we care about the results. It got to be pretty. As long as we get the win, once we get the dub on the, on the road, that's all that matters. Okay, let me ask you this one hidden stat I noticed. People weren't looking, but I had to take my glasses off and really take zoom them, in tight. Take them off, man. I had to zoom in tight. Devontae Smith, first-round pick for the Eagles last year. Mm -hmm. Heisman winner at Alabama two years ago. I believe he had maybe one or two catches right. or no catches and two targets. It was something that was very non-meaningful. Two targets, okay. How do you feel knowing that, like, A.J. Brown is balling, yeah, yeah. but Devontae Adams is a complete afterthought? I heard he's a, a Devontae big, Smith, complete I got afterthought. You. Um, he's, a big, he's a big character guy. I heard about it. And they said that, like, he doesn't care about that. He's all about winning. Um, that's the best thing about this team is, hey, this game, A.J. went off. Next game, AJ might not get no targets. Mm -hmm. And then Smith gets all the targets, so it's all about winning in Philadelphia. That's all that matters. B plus, B plus. Glad to see we so on the same page. So that means we passing, baby, over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, before we move on, I got to give you Justin Herbert's grade. Y'all know me. I am a Justin Herbert realist. Not an optimist. I'm not an antagonist. I'm a realist. And realistically, he balled. I had to give him an A. I got to give him an A, but I want to see what grade the rest of the crew had to give him. Shady, I guess he's just a stand-up guy, they say. He's <laughs> standing. Just a stand-up guy. Um, Dave, where you stand on Herbert after that performance? Three touchdowns and the win over the Raiders. No interceptions for Herbert. What do you give him? I throw a plus on that A. I thought mm. he was phenomenal. Got a win against a playoff team from last year. Again, we don't know what any of these teams are, but that's as stout an opposition as you could hope to face in week one. And the Raiders, adding Devontae Adams, got the win, played great. And then, like I said, he's just fun, man. The guy was throwing lasers. Like, the touchdown he threw, split the safety in the cornerback, fitting balls in over linebackers, squeezing them into, like, impossible windows. Like, he's just fun as hell. I give him an A+. I, I, I hate your grading scale. Why? You yeah. gave him an A-plus, which means he can't be better. Yeah. And you gave four interception Joe Burrow a C. Like, you real, don't ever step into a classroom in life. I try not to. That's why I'm a journalist. I got the hell out of there as quickly as I could. Joy, where are you grading Herbert? I'm giving him an A plus too. Dave is that's like right. a teacher that's very susceptible to flattery. Yes. Like, if if I like you as a person, yeah, that's going to influence the grade. grade. It just course. is what it is. Yeah, I don't even know if Joe Burrow would agree with you on that grade. That's okay. Uh, and I love Joe too. I got to go A plus for, for Justin Herbert. He's must see television. We, we should we should pay to have to watch him. He yep. is so fun. He is so great. And that was an unbelievable performance. Like, that's what you want to see out of Justin Herbert every single year. I mean, every single week. 279 yards, three touchdowns, 76.5 completion percentage against the Raiders. That's in. a huge win. 2-5. Where are you grading him? Uh, I'm going to give him an A. All right, A-plus is ah. Too much, too much. Yeah. Too, a little too much. A little too much. It wasn't flawless. flawless. It wasn't flawless. No, yeah, I'd say, like, oh, no. My, my grading scale is so he, he, he robust. Be, uh, very, very, very good defense in the Raiders. He gave a lot of crazy work. He was all type of dots here, dots there. I love him. I, I'm, a, listen, I'm a big, huge Herbert fan. And, and you can, as you can see, you know, Sunday, he was balling out. He did ball out. It was incredibly, incredibly impressive. Well, coming up, as well as things went for Justin Herbert, they went the complete opposite for Bill Belichick and the Patriots in that opener. <laughs> Yo, it might be the last season for Bill Belichick, y'all. If you ask me, it's the last season for Bill Belichick. Uh -huh. We're going to talk about if we still got faith in him next on Speed. Big Billy. <laughs> 
Well, let's head to the New England Patriots organization because, God, dog, that was bad. Lost to the Miami Dolphins 20-7. Tua Tungabailoa now 4-0 versus Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick, yeah, looks like it might be a long season for him. Offense didn't look good. Quarterback Matt Jones struggling with back issues. Things not going great for Bill Belichick. Dave, you're still smirking. I get it. You grade on a curve. You grade loosely. I do. You still got faith in Bill Belichick? That's the joy of being a C student. Like, I understand these things. Uh, yeah, yes, I do. Like, what... What is what are what are we doing here? Like, have faith in Bill Belichick to do what? Like, have faith in Bill Belichick to still have an amazing resume, to to turn the season around, to keep coaching. Like, more specifically, if you don't mind, because like, did you see the Patriots being a playoff team? Do you I have didn't. faith in Bill Belichick to look competent with the Patriots organization? Better, Dave. Yes, Better. Abs- I I absolutely do. And by the way, he has like okay, shady. I I I, I can feel you I over there. We're Tom Brady left. That's all well and good. Tom Brady went to a ready-made team and won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, you heard what I said. You heard what I said. He did. He okay. went to a – where was the lie? He went to a ready-made team and won a Super Bowl. All credit to him. Bill Belichick, in the time since, has gone 7-9 and nine with no quarterback and then made the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. They looked awful Sunday, but, like, what has happened that my faith should be shaken? Maybe just lost to the Miami Dolphins this year, lost to the Miami Dolphins last year, lost to the Bills embarrassingly last year in the playoffs. I don't know. Maybe, Bills maybe are the that. best team in the NFL. Maybe that. Maybe that. Points. Joy, you still got faith in Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick always loses to the Dolphins in Miami. Also that. He did that when Brady was there. Don't roll your eyes. It's facts. It's a hard place to play in the heat. Miami's hard to play now. Do we want to? Can we please get like, yeah, like, like, yeah, Why do y'all not think? Here and here to get a win. Why do y'all not think Jerry's telling the truth? They go down there and lose all, all the, the time. time. All the time. All the time. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, all the time. I can't unsee what I've watched with Bill Belichick for the last 20 years. It was the Death Star. I'm not going to forget that. They made the playoffs last year with a rookie quarterback. They also lost to Miami in week one of last season and still made the playoffs. They started one and three, then were two and four, and still made the playoffs. Bill Belichick is not incompetent. Is he as good as he was with Tom Brady? No. And I do give them a pass when the greatest player of all time leaves your organization. You get a year to readjust and get some things together. By the now, way, after in the that, second year, they made the playoffs, right, like now, you said. Now, after that, I want to see the direction that you go in. Do I think he looks as good as he did with Brady? No, I don't. I do not think that. But Bill Belichick <laughs> Was <laughs> okay. Here we go. I, can, I already know it's what's coming, so I'm gonna just, just I'm gonna just say a few things on behalf loose, of dog. the great Bill Belichick, who has terrorized my Steelers and has terrorized my Miami Dolphins, and I have to put some respect on his name. I think we can all agree that now, having seen what Tom Brady has done with another organization, that a much bigger slice of the success pie will be served to Tom Brady when we're finished talking about both of these men's careers. However, Brady was a sixth-round draft pick for a reason. He didn't walk into the league. Well, I don't, I don't understand. He didn't walk doing. into the league. I don't understand their being what's happening what he is over now. Here. He would say that he put the time and the work in and developed. He's the greatest player to ever play the game. It's the greatest story in the history of sports if you really think about it. A six-round draft pick that everyone overlooked is now the greatest player to ever do it. He was a six-round draft pick for a reason. He developed into what he is. And, and you're saying that Belichick had a lot to do with that. I'm, just, I'm trying to get where you're getting at with him being six-round. 
Because Tom Brady is Tom Brady, right? So uh, I'm it, not saying anything negative about oh, Tom no, Brady. So is it, I'm saying Belichick? Tom Brady developed into what he was. Okay. Right. So Belichick had some role to play in what he did, and he only plays one side of the ball. Shady, let, let's get you in on this. Thank, thing, thank you. I was going to be tagging me in. Let's get you in. Do you still have faith in Bill Belichick? It's, I told you already. It's over for, for, Bel for Belichick. It's over. My thing with him is this. It's, it's easy to say how great he is. He's the greatest of all time. He cusses the, his best defensive players, mm -hmm. right? Because right? you can do that. You got Tom Brady. It's over with, right? I've never seen the, the, the Patriots pay so many guys on defense mm -hmm. at one time. They're doing it now. The time's going. It's over. This is the real Belichick, right? This is the real Belichick. Seriously, though. The winning percentage, right? Ooh. Playing with Brady Ooh. is 77%. Mm -hmm. right? What's it without? What's it without? Without Tom Brady, you won't even guess. 47 percent. He don't win no games without Tom Brady. David Listen, since Tom Brady, has he left, got him to 11 and five without Tom Brady. Real in quick, 2008. They, they look they look so regular. Seriously, when I watch the tape and I really watch them, they get beat up front in mm. the running game. Right. Defenders missing tackles. Mm. They look bad on offense. They can't do nothing on offense. Mm. Every coach in the AFC for all these years when they had Tom Brady, they're saying the same thing I'm saying right now. Without Tom Brady. Uh -oh. Belichick uh -oh. is a good coach. Uh -oh. Stop with all that he's the greatest of all time. He's not. Mm. Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. He can win with the Patriots mm. or win without the Patriots. Mm. He's already did it. Belichick cannot what? win without Brady. Mm. It's proof. You can see it. Speaking of proof, big dog, I need your help for that. Go I was to the, go the board. I was going to go, go to the myself. board. No, I need your help. Okay, can you I'm, come with me? Okay, are you dressed and ready? I'm ready. Because um, Shady said oh, without oh, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick ain't really like that. Can we look at Bill Belichick's record without Tom Brady? Can we just look at it? Just if y'all have it. Okay, okay, so is that it? Bill Belichick oh. is 35 oh. and 36 oh. without Tom Brady oh. uh, in New England with the Patriots. That's not good. Okay, now maybe we can just look at his lineage, right? You can tell how great somebody is by what they produce. You can tell the tree by the fruit that comes out of it. So let's look at Bill Belichick's fruit, if you will. Romeo Cornell. 32-63. Flores, losing record. Joe Judge, losing record. Mangini, losing record. Josh McDaniels, losing record. Bill O'Brien, losing record. He's gone. Matt Patricia, losing record. Bill O'Brien, losing record. Nick Saban, losing record. Jim Swartz, losing record. Okay, 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 okay. But that's history. Let's look at Bill Belichick's coaching staff. How about that? Let's see who's on the staff, Shady, shall we? Let's shall check we? it out. Wait a second. The same, look, the same Matt, as me. Matt, 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 Matt Patricia. Wait a second. The losing record head coach is now a senior advisor? Wait, Joe Judge, the losing record head coach, is now a quarterback coach? Wait a second. What's his last name? I, I think it's his son. What's his last name? I think it's his son. Oh. <laughs> it's a family thing. So you're telling me that his senior advisor was a losing head coach, his quarterback coach was a losing head coach, and his kids is his coaches. Joy, Dave. So he's a really bad teacher. Yeah. Is what you're saying? He's really bad at making this, other coaches better. I mean, he's really bad without Tom Brady. Yeah, because they're not coaching Tom. So, hold on, hold on, hold on. I really appreciate on. the way you threw uh, the best college coach of all time yeah. on there, like he's some kind of failure. The NFL. Okay, okay. Okay, but I'm glad yeah, you. Right. I'm glad you best brought up Saban. Best to ever do it at the college I'm actually glad you did all that. I'm glad you did all that because because Saban didn't have a lot of success in the NFL. I mean, you could argue that's because he didn't have a quarterback, but he didn't have a lot of success in the NFL. He's the best college football coach of sure. to ever like walk the yeah. earth okay but yeah. what Saban has done that I believe Belichick is not doing which I do think is an indictment of Belichick is Saban has the ability 
to evolve, mm -hmm. to pivot. When things aren't going the way that he wants them to go, when, when the sport starts moving in a different direction, like defensively, what did he do? Pivot to offense. Now we have Alabama quarterbacks mm -hmm. being produced. It's a whole different world. Saban is capable of doing that. John Wooden was someone that did that. Someone who has a system that isn't so uh, white-knuckling, clenching to it that they're able to adjust and grow with the times and pivot with the sport. That is what I think Bill, Bill Belichick is struggling with. I would agree with the coaching decisions. I don't like the fact that he doesn't have an offensive coordinator. That feels like, oh, I'm the smartest guy in the room. I'm going to prove it all to you. But Bill Belichick is an all-time great defensive coach. Sure. And the all time. Sure. And he has all of those rings in New England with Tom Brady. Absolutely. Okay, so what are we saying here? Are we saying that, that we have faith in him going forward? That not he's, faith not, in that his he's not going to yeah. win another Super Bowl? That's, that's gone. That he's not going to win another he's Super Bowl? He's definitely not doing that. Well, well, my question is I don't even know that Bill Belichick will win another playoff game, y'all. Yeah, Did y'all not see the coaching staff? For, like, you, for you, he has such a great defense and got, got blasted yes, by Buffalo. The Buffalo beat them by about forty points. With a rookie quarterback, they beat them earlier in the year. We got to define in a what, snowstorm. Hold on, hold on. We got to define what the success is moving forward. You, I don't think he'll win another Super Bowl, That's but I don't obvious, think that that makes him any less of the greatest qu well, we football win a, coach of all time. Game. I don't think he will. I win do another not feel comfortable game. saying Bill Belichick will not win another playoff game. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't over. feel comfortable saying it's that. Over. No. It's a wrap. Nah. I mean, when you look at just Bill Belichick and all the drama, like we're not even talking about Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. We're not even talking about them. We're just talking about how bad Bill Belichick is. Even bad if they Bill were Belichick good. Is. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is that any other good coach would have won all of those Super Bowls and had New England as competitive as they were. Yes. If Tom Brady is a yes. quarterback? Yes. We, and he, here's why. Yes. Here's why, here's why. Here's why. Yes. We spent half of a previous segment talking about Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton here. not being able to do that. Here's why. With Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. I'm glad she asked that question. Here is why. Tom Brady went to uh, Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians, who had never gone to a Super Bowl as a head coach. He went with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Joy, you obviously know yes. this, as a quarterback coach. Yep. But Bruce had never gone as a head coach. My brother played for Bruce Arians with the Arizona Cardinals. He went to the NFC Championship game once, lost to the Air, uh, Carolina Panthers. He went to the NFC yep, Division the round. Yep, but Cardinals. he met with the Cardinals. Yeah. But he never went as a head coach. Tom Brady comes in and is 50% in Super Bowls with Bruce Arians. Tom Brady is 33% winning Super Bowls with Bill Belichick. So I cannot say that another coach would not have won as many with Tom Brady. I will. When we saw I, I'm going to say that confidently. I, I am not arguing that Tom Brady's greatness isn't much greater than Bill Belichick's. But I'm not going to disregard what Bill Belichick did. And Bill Belichick being a defensive coach in Super Bowls. Kept the Rams offense out of the end zone in Super Bowl Three 53. Okay? 13 to 3. How many Brady points? scored 13, Thank you. by the Three way. points. Yeah. Allowed hey. zero points in the fourth quarter in three of those Super Bowl wins. Well, Held teams under 100 yards rushing in four of those six Super Bowl wins. In yeah. five of the six Patriots, you're happy for them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are too, because they won those Super Bowls. But Todd Bowles did yo, the yo, same thing yo. against a better offense. The Buccaneers held the Chiefs to what? No touchdowns against a better I offense. They won six Super Bowls. But I'm so, saying this. So, Todd so Bowles many. did the same exact thing that you were talking about Bill Belichick doing against a greater offense than I the Patriots ever saw. But, but, but you know, you like, know what's what, funny about this, though? I don't get the point. Everybody, everybody loves to talk how great he is. A lot of the players that played with, 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 with Belichick or played for him, they all say, listen, without Tom Brady, we would not be what we are. Oh, Bro, but he's arguing.
doing Asa- that. Asante Samuels, right? Nobody's arguing that. Nobody, not Nobody one person is that. saying that. Who's an all-pro. He should be in the Hall of Fame. He had like 56 picks, something like that. No. He was saying like, man, you know, Belichick has bleeding and all this stuff. He said, but we realized, hold up, it's not you, brother. It is Tom Brady. Uh, without, no one is arguing without, that, I'm gonna say this, well, this is what I'm arguing. Without him, his career don't look like that. No one's That's what I'm either. saying. You I, realize, I, I agree with okay. you on all so those So we points. ask you guys, will he make a playoffs again, right? You guys should be saying, ah, I don't think so. Well, speaking of all of these Super Bowl rings that Bill Belichick got, he got one of them off the back of Russell, the arm of Russell Wilson. Y'all remember Malcolm Butler. Interception! Why didn't you hand it off to Marshawn Lynch? So we got to go back to Russell Wilson. Because yesterday, he got booed. The Seahawks winningest quarterback of all time got booed when he went back to Seattle. We have to weigh in on just how disrespectful that was. Y'all know the Vibe family, time to check in on our social life. After the Seahawks beat Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson's old teammate Richard Sherman weighed in with a gift. Enjoy gift, Jeffy? Gift, I don't know. I I like gift. Yeah. He weighed in with something, and y'all remember this. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, a little shade, Sherm. Anyway, we all saw the game. Russell Wilson steps out onto the field, and he gets booed. It was pretty devastating. Shady, I'm talking to you first. One word that comes to mind about how Russell Wilson should be feeling right now. Disrespected. I won't say that. When I come to a franchise that basically I carry, I brought you a championship. I'm the best quarterback you've ever seen. Ever. I want to go out there and say he's probably top three best offensive player they ever had there. Yeah, right? Sean Alexander. That's, all, that's what I'm thinking about, Deshaun Alexander. But anyway... It's like, how, how dare y'all treat me like that? Right now, badly, they, they did lose, so it doesn't make it better, you know. But I just feel like about, about from, the, from the fans' perspective, it's like this guy really carried this franchise for so long. And then how dare you boo me? Like, I didn't like that part. He'll always be a Seattle Seahawk. Yeah. That won't go nowhere. Wild to me that they booed him. Joy, how you feel about – how should Russ be feeling right now? It, bad. That was a bad night. I'm not going to tell Russ to feel bad, but I would feel <laughs> bad about how it went last night. Now – the booing part is insane to me. I don't, I don't understand that. I'm with Shady. What he gave to that organization, the fact that you were even relevant was because of Russell Wilson, right. the fact that you were competitive, especially over the last couple of years. We can talk all we want about how great those defenses were in the, during that championship time, but they haven't been that for the past couple of years. That's where the whole let Russ cook thing came from. Russ was carrying this team, and the only reason we were talking about the Seahawks was because of him. The only reason that the Seahawks were on Monday Night Football last night was because of Russell Wilson, who is not on your team. So for you to go out there and boo him, I find ridiculous. That said, they did a great job during the game of making it so loud. That part I have no problem with. Dave, tell me, break this down, kind of why they're booing. From the fan perspective, athlete, athlete, Joy been covering the game as long as I can remember, but break down like the, you're a huge college football fan. Yeah. You're a huge fan of sports. Absolutely. Break down the why the fans are booing. Which, I mean, I was with y'all last night, and I slept on it, and I thought about everything that got us to this point. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense, honestly. Like this. To boo him. Yes, to boo him. Yes. I mean, okay, we talked about Peyton Manning and how, how beloved he is by the Colts and, and how they gave him this rousing ovation and they made a tribute for him. He was cut by the Colts. The organization moved on from him. This was not that. This was two years. Like, going back as far as the COVID draft, 2020, Russell Wilson's put out a list of teams that he would be willing to be traded to. There's been sniping back and forth between the Russ camp 
and the Pete Carroll and John Schneider, the GM of the Seahawks camp, for years about who's really in control. Who is Russ being allowed to cook? Pete Carroll doesn't want to play that way. Then Russ finally does leave, and all this summer you've sort of had that that vibe of of, of a post breakup. Can I push back for a second? I just thought of this right now as you're speaking. I don't know if it's just that Russell Wilson wanted out as much as even the Seahawks fans doubt how much Russell Wilson did for them. There are definitely some. J.J. Watt, he asked to be released. Now, he didn't kick up as much dust. I think he did a little cleaner. But the great J.J. Watt said, you know what, Houston? I got to get up out of there. If J.J. went back to Houston, I'm not familiar right now if he already has. But if he were to... They wouldn't boo J.J. Watt. I think it's different because Houston hasn't had the type of sustained success. Even when they were going to the playoffs, Houston was never what Seattle was. And for that matter, Russell Wilson was helping keep those Seattle teams relevant, dragging them to the playoffs. Maybe a couple disappointing finishes as well. I, I don't think it's quite the same. And if I'm a Seahawks fan, I understand the way you basically feel like Oh, this guy thought he was too good for us. And again, like, we were kind of joking about it earlier in the show. But he was, wasn't he? We'll see. I don't know. The Seahawks got the win. And and that's the point as well is the Seahawks right now kind of feel like a punching bag. It's like, oh, you don't have Russ. Y'all are in for a long year. If I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm saying, I'm going to show y'all. Like, I don't give a damn. And you're coming in with the team that you asked to be traded to. No way. I'm not going to cheer for you. We got time for Kumbaya when you retire. Like, he'll be fine oh, with Seattle. He's going to remember that when he retires. No, no he'll he's be gonna, no. He's going to retire as a Bronco. He'll be fine with Seattle in time. But well, right, now, right. right now. Actually, I'm speaking from my petty heart because I would never give y'all joy <laughs> love for the rest of y'all lives. Enjoy it. Enjoy Seattle. A decade from now, it'll be fine. Right now, I get why they boot him. When we return, we got to break down what happened with our picks. We picked each and every game, and I don't even know the rankings, but I want y'all to discover who picked the Sunday and Monday games best. When we return, that's next. See Welcome back, family. Time to take care of some family business. We got to look at our votes from week one, our pick from the weekend. Let's see who did best. Let's see who did worst. Throw them up there. Throw them up there. Throw them up there. Throw them up there. Mm. Ten and five, Otto Joy, seven and eight, Ugh. nine and six, nine and six. Joy, what happened, man? Uh, the Bengals happened, the Titans happened, <laughs> Carolina happened. <laughs> Last one, man. <laughs>